Hey, thanks for watching another episode of Lawyer Up. I'm Joshua Roberts, attorney at law, and today we're going to be talking about the court system in the United States. We're going to start way up at the top at the United States Supreme Court, and we're going to move down to the appellate courts and then to the federal district courts. Then we're going to look at state courts with the state Supreme Court moving down to the appellate courts and to the initial circuit courts at the lower levels. We're also going to look at municipal courts or city courts. Uh, so today, if you learn something, hit that like button. And if you want to learn more, subscribe to the channel. And if you think you know somebody who might enjoy this channel, feel free to share it on social media. So the first thing we're going to talk about is what we're not going to talk about. We're not talking about specialty courts. And what I mean by a specialty court is that it's a court that hears only one type of case. Uh, in the United States, we have bankruptcy courts, we have tax courts, we have workers' compensation courts, we have social security courts, we have maritime courts. These courts are all dedicated to one area of law. And in other episodes, we will talk about those. But today, we're talking about courts of general jurisdiction. Courts that hear general civil cases, and they hear general criminal cases. Now, at the highest level is the United States Supreme Court. That is a court that's made up of nine justices. We call uh, all other levels uh, judges, but uh, at the Supreme Court level, they're referred to as justices. Our Supreme Court uh, has um, nine individuals. It's often been said that the Supreme Court of the United States has never been wrong. And that's true, not because every decision that they make is sound. It's because there's nowhere to go from there. You can't appeal from the United States Supreme Court because that is the top. So when they decide a case, it's over. They're never wrong. When you move down from the United States Supreme Court, uh, at the federal level, we have 12 different districts. And in each district, there is an appellate court. Uh, and that consists usually of a panel of judges. Uh, often decisions are made by three judges. Uh, some panels uh, have more judges than others. From the appellate level, we move down to the district court level or the trial court level. And we're talking about federal district courts. Uh, we have 94 different federal district courts scattered throughout the United States. Uh, and it's at this level where we have our trials. Um, that's where you call in witnesses, uh, put them on the stand. You have judges, you have juries uh, making decisions about case issues. And that's an important distinction uh, between a district court and a, an appellate court or a Supreme Court. It's at these uh, lower levels of the district court level where you have your trials. Uh, that's where you call witnesses. That's where you put on evidence. Um, and that's where decisions are made by judges or juries about guilt or innocence or who wins in a civil case. It's often misconstrued Well, somebody will say, well, I'm going to appeal my case. I don't like the decision, so I'm going to have a new trial uh, on appeal. But that's not how it works. The appellate courts, they don't hear evidence. They don't watch witnesses testify. There's no juries at that level. What the appellate court does is it reviews the decisions made by a lower level courts. Uh, to determine whether there was an error made, uh, essentially an error of law. Did the judge make it uh, an error in making a decision? Uh, did he make an error in allowing maybe a piece of evidence in uh, that shouldn't have been allowed? Was a murder weapon uh, that was introduced to the jury 
uh, found by an illegal search, uh, those types of things. And so once you have a decision at the lower level, the district court level, then at the appellate level, the appellate judges are just basically looking at trial transcripts. Everything that was said during the trial was typed up by a court reporter. Uh, and uh, so they're looking at transcripts. They're not reviewing a testimony uh, of, or actually viewing testimony of live witnesses. That doesn't happen at either the appellate level or at the Supreme Court level. They're simply looking at briefs uh, where a lawyer will, will write up a brief and they'll say, judge, I had a trial or my client had a trial and this was the error that was made by the judge. And they'll point to the part of the transcript where the error was made. And they'll point out the piece of evidence uh, where the error was made. And so at the appellate level, they're looking at briefs from both sides to try to determine whether there was an error of law uh, at the trial level. Now, most of the time, uh, the trial courts are upheld, but about 10% of the time, uh, you can see a reversal of a decision. Uh, more often than not, they see an error and they send it back down to the trial court to fix it, whether that be by uh, making a judgment entry or by having a whole new trial. Um, but that's what the appellate courts do, including the appellate level and the Supreme Court level in the United States. It's the same general concept when we're talking about state courts. There is a lower level trial court. Um, we refer to those as circuit courts generally uh, throughout the United States, although different states call them different types of courts. Uh, but that's the trial court. That's where you have your judges, your juries, you put on evidence, you put on testimony, and decisions are made in both the civil context and the criminal context. From there, uh, just like at the federal level, you appeal upwards to an appellate court, which is a panel of judges. Again, they don't have a trial. They don't watch witnesses testify. They're reviewing briefs. They're reviewing trial transcripts. They're looking at evidence and they're looking for errors of law that would have affected the outcome of the case. Um, from that point, it could go up to the Supreme Court. Uh, the Supreme Court doesn't hear every case. They have the right to decide kind of what they do here. So you're not entitled to an automatic mandatory appeal to the Supreme Court unless it's a death penalty case. And then the, the constitution of most uh, states will allow uh, a death penalty case, the mandatory uh, right to have an appeal looked at by the, that state's Supreme Court. At the lowest level are our municipal courts. 30 years ago, not every city had its own court system. Only the bigger cities had court systems. But somebody figured out along the way, hey, if we employ an officer and he writes some tickets, we could make a little bit of money. And so cities all over the United States, large and small, have put in their own court systems. Now, I was just basically joking uh, when I said that cities uh, put in their own court systems just as a means of generating revenue. Uh, however, um, the budget of most cities primarily goes to law enforcement. So the fact that a city can set up its own court system and recoup uh, some of the expenses for law enforcement is a very um, real economic driving factor for why cities decide to set up their own court systems. Now, when you're dealing with a municipal court or a city court, you're pretty much dealing in the criminal realm only. They don't uh, resolve civil issues uh, between litigants. Uh, that's usually reserved for state court or federal court in large scale cases or cases that involve a federal question. And we'll talk about both of those two issues here in a minute. Uh, but at the municipal level, you're generally dealing with traffic tickets, um, minor DWIs, uh, they do um, serve as the enforcement mechanism for other city departments. 
If you have a health department or a health code violation, it's enforced in your municipal courts. Uh, if somebody doesn't get a business license and they're supposed to, those types of violations are enforced at the municipal level. What's a little bit unique about municipal courts is that when you appeal from a municipal case, there is no municipal appellate court per se. Uh, what that does is when you appeal, it goes over into state court. So you're moving up a notch, which is basically the lowest level of state court. Now, if you remember, we talking about our circuit courts, that's a trial court level. So the one time when you do get a new trial uh, at, the, at the appellate level is with municipal courts because you're basically going from a trial court at the city level to a trial court at the state level. So you do have the opportunity for a new trial and that's called a trial de novo. And that's one of the unique times uh, in our court systems where you have the right uh, to get a automatic new trial and that's through a trial de novo at the municipal level. Now let's talk a little bit about what state courts handle? What kind of cases do they hear? And there's two big buckets, uh, civil cases and criminal cases. Now, under the topic of civil cases, that encompasses a lot of different types of cases. Um, that's where small claims court comes into play. In most states, claims that are, are less than $5,000 uh, and or whether attorneys are involved or not are handled in small claims court. Uh, you don't really have to adhere to all the rules of evidence. Uh, and it's kind of a, a little bit of a free-for-all in small claims court, but it's designed uh, for people to go in and uh, get some uh, legal remedy without spending a lot of money on a lawyer. A lot of times in small claims court cases, it would cost more uh, to hire a lawyer than it's even worth to go after uh, whatever money you're out of pocket. And so they've set up this lower level uh, court to allow people to go in and try to get uh, a remedy without the high cost and expense of a lawyer. Now in my state, the next level of court is called an associate circuit court. And a lot of cases are divided by the amount of money that the plaintiff is seeking. Um, in the state of Missouri, if you're looking for less than $25,000, you'll be in a, an associate circuit court case. It's a lower level of court, but you get to your trial date faster. It's a more swifter process to get from the initial filing to your trial, uh, but it does, uh, it's limited to cases that are less than $25,000. Now the highest level is the circuit court, and those claims are for $25,000 and more, up to millions and millions and millions of dollars. Um, and that's where the uh, higher level civil cases are heard. Uh, and those cases generally will, from petition to trial, if you go the entire length, will take two, sometimes three years to try. Not always, but it's a slower process. And generally it's set up because the cases are bigger. You've got uh, more uh, discovery involved, uh, more sometimes more parties involved, and, and you're, you're dealing with higher stakes. And so it takes longer to investigate uh, those types of cases at least generally. Some of the cases that a civil court would hear would be breach of contract where one party doesn't do what the other party thinks they should have done in connection with a contract. Your personal injury cases, car wreck cases where people get hurt, um, debt collection type cases, uh, those types of uh, issues on a larger scale. Those are just some general um, civil uh, cases that are heard uh, by these courts. Um, there's also probate law. This is handled at the state court level. This is not something that you generally will see 
uh, at the federal level. Uh, and that deals with wills and trusts and decedent estates when people pass away. Uh, those are handled by the state courts, not federal courts and not municipal courts. Another thing that state courts handle are divorces. You don't get divorced at the federal level. You get divorced at the state level in the county in which you reside. So all of the divorces are handled uh, in state courts in the state uh, that's applicable to the parties at issue. Also juvenile courts, when you've got an issue with a juvenile, uh, that's handled in state court as well. Not something that you look to uh, adjudicate in a municipal court or at the federal level. Now we're still talking about state courts, but we're gonna shift gears to the criminal side of things. Uh, and you'll have the lower level courts um, dealing with misdemeanors. And usually on the criminal side, a misdemeanor is defined as any offense where the punishment is a year or less in jail. When you're talking about punishment being a year or more, up to life in prison, then you're talking about what's called a felony. In dealing with the division of the courts, there's usually a lower level court in Missouri. It's called an associate circuit court. Uh, they handle misdemeanors uh, and some of the preliminary phases of the more serious crimes and the felonies. Uh, but the felonies are ultimately heard at the higher level uh, the circuit court level, or whatever the particular jurisdiction calls it. Um, that's where the decisions are made uh, regarding um, serious felony crimes uh, that have punishment of one year or more. An interesting note about our state courts is that of all the diverse things that they handle, 75% of the cases involve family law or criminal law. All the other Different types of cases combined only make up a small percentage of the types of cases that state courts hear. And in a lot of places, in a lot of courts, they have dedicated commissioners, which they just hear a family law case, or they just hear criminal cases. Uh, and you'll see that with, because of the volume of those types of cases. Now let's talk a little bit about what happens at the federal court system uh, when we get into the type of cases that they hear. Now, just like state courts, they hear civil cases and they hear criminal cases. However, it's unique in federal court in that there has to be a reason for the federal court to have jurisdiction. In civil cases, what gives the court jurisdiction to hear a federal case um, is one of two ways. One of them is what they call diversity of citizenship. An example would be if you had, say, a company in Kansas who got into a dispute with a company in, say, Illinois. It wouldn't really be appropriate to litigate that in Kansas or in Illinois. You need kind of a neutral site uh, with a neutral set of rules that's fair for everybody. And so that's where the diversity of citizenship comes in in federal cases giving civil jurisdiction in federal court. In addition to that is that the amount in controversy, what you're fighting over, has to be at least $75,000. So you're not going to have any small claims court uh, at the federal level. They're looking at cases that are of significant value uh, that cross state lines. So one way you can get into federal court at the civil le level is to have diversity of citizenship uh, and an amount in controversy over $75,000. Uh, the other way is to you know, basically be dealing with a federal question, uh, something that is involving the United States Constitution or some uh, federal law. Uh, a lot of times it'll be civil rights related, uh, employment discrimination, age, sex, uh, FMLA, those types of cases. They involve federal law, so you don't have to have an amount in controversy be a certain level. 
It's just federal law, and so the federal courts will interpret the law to that particular factual scenario. Another large volume of cases heard at the federal level are uh, criminal cases, uh, and that would be for a violation of a federal criminal law. Uh, and what you see in our uh, federal criminal system is an emphasis on large uh, scale crimes, um, crimes that cross state lines. Uh, there is a big emphasis on the distribution of controlled substances in our federal courts. Uh, they say that federal courts, they're not looking for the drug users. They're looking for the people who distribute the drug, the people who import the drug. Uh, they're looking for drug dealers, uh, not uh, users uh, out in the community. Um, they also deal on the criminal side at the federal level a lot with illegal firearms cases. Uh, a lot of times you have felons who are not allowed to have a firearm. Uh, those types of cases are dealt with generally at the federal level. Uh, the federal government in recent uh, history has really gotten involved with um, different types of cases, in, including human trafficking. We see a lot of uh, sex trafficking, child trafficking, and there's employment trafficking, which is uh, becoming more and more common, uh, where men are actually kidnapped and used in an employment uh, type of a, a context, and uh, it's uh, called employment trafficking. Um, so human trafficking cases are often uh, dealt with at the federal level because it involves trafficking across state lines, and a lot of times even outside of the country. Um, Another interesting area uh, where the federal government has gotten involved uh, in prosecuting cases is in child porn cases. And a lot of people uh, can see where it's quite easy if uh, somebody is online and they're looking at, at pictures from a site that's in another state. You can see how that would cross a state line. Um, what sometimes is not as prevalent is when someone's doing their own type of uh, child pornography uh, where they're taking pictures themselves. Where the feds have gotten very clever is that they say the camera that was used in that particular uh, act, um, it crossed state lines. It was produced and uh, manufactured in state A and the person used it in state B. And so they've come up with unique ways to get jurisdiction so that they can go after these types of particularly despicable uh, crimes and particularly despicable human beings who commit them. Uh, most of the time, the punishment at the federal level is much more significant uh, than at the state level. So uh, they can get a lot more time behind bars uh, for human traffickers or people that engage in child pornography by prosecuting that at the federal level. That wraps up today's episode. Thank you for watching. We've talked about the court system in the United States from the municipal level at the bottom all the way up to the United States Supreme Court. So if you learned something today, hit that like button. If you want to learn more and see more episodes, hit the subscribe button. And finally, if you know a friend that might like this channel, please share on social media. That's all for today. Thank you for watching Lawyer Up.